I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth, people. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Ready to hit the Potter Skew podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? Holy shit, dude! Um, we got some shit to talk about, dude. There's a lot of crazy shit going on, and uh, for once, it's not bad generally. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. There's some cool things going on. I uh, I watched a couple movies. You watched a couple movies. Um, Comic Con's happening as we speak. So it's a uh, it's a crazy time in our little world. It is. It's it's really fascinating because shit that I never expected to ever want, I'm now hopefully gonna get according to the news of Comic Con. Like, oh, oh, I'm glad you clarified that because I was waiting for you to tell me you were getting a sex change or some shit. Like I I didn't know what you were doing. I was considering getting a sex change, and then I saw what you look like, and I reconsidered it. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, it's always good <laughs> no to have you around. To, no offense to those who want to get sex changed, but like we're ugly. It, that, that's really what it is. It's not about you know transgenderedness or anything like that. It's just that we're ugly, and we would look ugly as women. We, you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but we actually on Mark's stream last night got into a conversation about um, gender, um, binary genders. It was really interesting, but I'm not going to get into the to the nitty gritty of it, but it was a really interesting conversation and you can catch that on Twitch. If you look up Mark B writing, cause all that stuff's VOD after it streams. So you can go back and watch it if you're actually interested about the conversation. So mm-hmm. anyway, that aside, um, like I said, Comic-Con, should we talk about what we watched first or should we get into Comic-Con? Let's talk about what we watched. We'll, we'll you know, we'll do this in levels of, Man, that was kind of interesting. To, Holy shit, this is really interesting. And then we're going to end it with, man, that was all right. Really? What do I, I don't even know what we're ending with, so that's a surprise. I'll be curious to hear what that's about. Um, um, okay. uh, for our listeners, just to give you a little hint, I hint? Oh. filmed something years ago. It was not a sex movie or anything like that. Oh, thank God. No. Well, I mean, I I have done that, but I'm not sending that I, to you. I don't want to see it. I didn't even need to know it existed, honestly. Uh, which one? The sex video. Again, which one? Oh, and, uh, move on. <laughs> um, I made a short film for... Um, I dated a girl who her quote-unquote cousin made uh i thought you were starting to describe this sex video i'm sorry because you said i did you started with i dated a girl and it go ahead you know i'm telling a goddamn story here now shut your fuck hole um she went she went to a uh sort of 
media college thing out here in Emeryville called Expression College. And she had to do a short film. And I was lucky enough to be in it. And CJ has no idea. He's never heard of it. This nope. is all new to him. Uh, the only person who actually knows about this in our apart from Stephanie in our in our circle is Henry. And Henry actually said you should fucking like throw this at CJ and make him watch wait, this. Wait, I'm your hetero life mate and Henry knew about this before me. You know, there's just some people I get along with better than you. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> No, no, no. In all seriousness, it wasn't. Honestly, it wasn't like, oh, fuck CJ. I don't want him to know this. I was just. I think it's because Henry and I were talking about his short. I'm like, well, here, here's my short. And then I, I didn't get a response from him. And I had to go, I was like, was it good? He's like, I was interesting. <laughs> I, um, ironically, I'm talking to Henry right now. He just messaged me because he got the stickers that he's putting in the movie. He just got them in the mail. So, but, yeah. All right. So we'll save. That short, and it is going to be a kind of a commentary, uh, but the problem is that you guys, I don't think there's subtitles on the short. We'll provide the link. We'll, we'll tell you guys what the link is. We're going to watch it um, separately. And then, yeah, I need to see this. I need to see what kind of acting chops you have there, sir. This is like seven years ago, so bear with me. It can't have gotten much worse than they are now. So, I mean, I like to think I've improved. Well, you can think that. <laughs> <laughs> I will think that. I'm thinking about myself in a positive light is the first shot. <laughs> it's the first step to being successful. There you go. Right, but we'll we'll save that fucking money shot till the end. Um, yeah. So in the meantime. What'd you see, dude? I, um, nothing too, too fancy, but something that I'd been interested in, and that was, um, Mary Poppins Returns. It's so weird you say that, because I also kind of saw Mary Poppins Returns recently Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that was, it was, my interest in wanting to see it, it was on Netflix, so I didn't, like, pay for it or anything like that. I was able to pull it up on Netflix and watch it. Um, but I grew up with the original Mary Poppins. Like, I, I watched that multiple times as a kid, you know, and... I wanted, you know, so it to see how they were going to continue this story was interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't go into it with high expectations, but I didn't. But I wanted to see how they continue the story. That's how. That's a curse that I'm constantly dealing with with movies. Like if they leave it open ended, I always want to know what could be next. Or even if they don't leave it open ended, but like. The original Mary Poppins ends, and these kids are still kids. Like, what happened to them later in life? I want to know that kind of stuff. So the fact that they made that movie kind of answers those questions. Well, first off, I'd like to point out, I think every person born after the age of 1965 watched this, watched the original Mary Poppins when they were a kid. I mean, this is, this is a – this was sort of the next generation's Wizard of Oz, if I would be uh, so bold. You know what I mean? Um – yeah, yeah, it, I, it doesn't the have the same weight though that Wizard of Oz has. I would disagree, man. I think the only difference is Wizard of Oz is just older. But I'm saying, like, you know, there's a copy of the Wizard of Oz at the Library of Congress. There's a copy in the Smithsonian. Like, I don't think that's the case with Mary Poppins. You know. All right. Well, another thirty years, it'll be a part of the fucking system. You know, Smithsonian. I don't. 
think that's going to be the case, to be honest with you. But, I mean, hey, if you're right, you're right. That's great. I think it's a great movie. Personally, I like Mary Poppins over The Wizard of Oz. Like, I do. Um, Dude, Donald Trump is president. Anything is fucking possible. I don't know how that lines up, but sure. Um, I'm saying that eventually Wizard of uh, uh, Mary Poppins will be as... It, it already is, but it, like for a public display of like Smithsonian and and all that shit, it'll be regarded as as, as par with. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, so I I wanted to see how they completed it or continued the story, and I I liked I liked it. Like, I'm not gonna tell you it's great. It's not as good as the first one, as most sequels aren't. You know, but it. It definitely was enjoyable. Like I didn't, I, I didn't get to a point where I'm like, oh my god, I got to turn this off. You know what I mean? Like it, it felt like an honest attempt to continue the story. Well, you actually sat and watched it. I watched it at work. See, like I, I yeah. played it for the background because I'm like, what's, what is kid friendly enough? What is something I haven't seen? If it, you know, what's what's something that's like, I mean, it's also a 2019 Oscar nominee slash winner. So, yeah, it did win some, know. didn't it? I forget. <laughs> I don't know. It, uh, best something who gives a fuck. Um, it was nominated. It, I remember that. <laughs> it was definitely nominated. It's, it's in a section that we have the 2019 Oscars, whether it's a nominee or a winner. We have it all there. Well, I and, and I remember it was nominated because I picked it when we did our like pre- um, Oscar ballot thing. True. Um, so I really didn't like sit, watch it, begin middle end. I watched it when I could. And I will say that Emily Blunt had a really difficult job, which is to recreate Julie Andrews. Right. I, I, you know, you may be able to help me with this, but like, I find it kind of disappointing that one of the, kids from the first movie michael grew up to basically be worse than his father i i didn't get that from it i didn't get it that he was worse no i thought he was more angry and temperamental than than mr banks mr banks was just aloof and distant and really wasn't paying attention to his kids well when you've lost your wife you think you're losing your home i mean there's a lot of weight on you like he didn't mr banks the original mr banks didn't have that so i don't you know i i don't know that that didn't play a part in the way he was but i don't think that's who he was the person do you know what i mean I, again, I think I need to rewatch it and actually watch it properly. My mom and and Maxwell watched it like a month ago, and they were like, "Wow, that was that was awful." I'm like, "Really, mom? You fucking love like musicals and, and shit like that?" She's like, "Yeah, it was just not good." What didn't she like about it? She didn't specify because I didn't care at the time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I was just curious because it. Look again, I don't. I'm not going to pretend that it was as good as the first. It's not. But was it terrible? No, not by a long shot. I have this. I think my again, I I'm really not giving my full honest opinion because I haven't really seen the fucking thing properly. But I do know that the filmmaker Rob Marshall can make a fucking good musical you know, type of movie. And I think because the first one has so much weight 
and is regarded as such a classic. Yeah. Um, I think I probably would be more into the idea instead of them making like I'm less happy it's a sequel, and I think I'd be more into it if it was its own movie. Kind of like how we were talking about Independence Day a couple episodes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like it is, though. Like, it, it's its own movie within this story world, but I wouldn't call it, like, a sequel. It is, but it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Well, the title pretty much says sequel. Right. But, how do I... Yeah, I mean... I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't get it across. Like, it, it, it feels like it's more in that world with the same character as opposed to a direct sequel. You know, that's... Again, I'll, I'll, I also was more or less surprised that there were so many bigger than I expected actors and actresses in the film. Like Colin like, Firth? I, I guess just like Colin Firth, Meryl Streep. Yep. Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury, I saw in the trailer, and I kind of was like, okay, that's just because Julie Andrews wants nothing to do with this. So they're going to get the next best thing. Right. And then Lynn, was it Lynn Manuel Miranda? Is that how you say his name? I guess. Yeah. I've never even heard of him until this fucking movie, to be perfectly honest. Oh, he's the creator of, um, I just fucking blanked. God damn it. The musical about the president that was blowing up. Oh, for, yeah, he wrote and created that movie, that play, and starred in it. Terrific. Yeah. I mean, good for him. I, I mean, I suspected he was a Broadway musical uh, writer and he, actor and all that shit. He's also been in stuff. He was in a, an episode of, or uh, two episodes of House. He was, in, or a couple episodes of House, actually. He was in. Okay. Um, he was in a in because at one point House gets put into a mental institution at the beginning of I think the like fifth or sixth season, and he was one of the patients. He was a guy who would just rap all the time because he can actually rap like he's got rap skills. And as, I, I did hear about that. Yeah, and well, Hamilton's like a rap musical. Really, it's not like a pure traditional musical. There's a lot of get thirty percent shorter average wait time when you buy and book your appointment at DiscountTire.com. You can get 30% shorter average wait time in the store. Discount tire. Let's get you taken care of. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor, same great savings every time you go. Field trip. Home sense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. Rapping, and they actually have it. In the, this is where I can see people having problems, but they actually had a sequence in Mary Poppins Returns where they let him flex that rapping skill a little bit without it being pure yeah. like rap, you know. So, um, well, I'm not side talented. I'm just saying I didn't know the dude. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, look, overall, on our normal fedora scale, I would give it like three, two and a half, three. Like, it's not fantastic, but it's enjoyable. You know, if Mary, if Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins is like a four and a half, then, then I would put this at like a three. I, I would probably give it the same thing. I just need to rewatch it. I need to actually just say, okay, fuck it. I'm doing nothing for the next couple hours, and 
But because I like Emily Blunt, and I think if you are going to go this route, Emily Blunt is a very fucking good choice. Yeah. I think, and I almost would have liked to have seen Anne Hathaway. I think she was Anne originally Hathaway. cast for that, wasn't she? And then she dropped out of the project? I don't know the answer to that. I know that they worked together, and I and I think that would have been Disney's kind of like, hey, Anne Hathaway worked with Julie Andrews in two fucking movies. She does a good job. I also think Anne Hathaway probably resembles uh, Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins a little bit more than Emily Blunt. I would need to see them side by side, obviously, but... Can I just um, say something a little disturbing, and I'm not saying this in any joking way, but I started to type in, was Anne Hathaway into Google to see if she was originally cast in the role. The top search result is, was Anne Hathaway a born a boy? That's just oh my God. wrong. I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. You know, just wanted to point that out. I, don't, I never really got it. Personally. What, what was that? I didn't hear you. There's a lot of hate for Anne Hathaway, and I really personally never understood it. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I like her. I, 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 we've talked about this before, so we don't need to get into it tonight. But I, I actually preferred over Michelle Pfeiffer as the Catwoman. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I thought would. she did. I thought she doesn't deserve all the hate she gets. I think she's she's from Jersey, so you can fucking you know. There you go. Yep, Jersey represent. That. Um, speak well. We'll get in that in a minute because there's another movie actually I didn't tell you that I saw and I saw it today and I really enjoyed it. It um, was First Man. I still haven't seen it. Is it good? It's good. It's good. Uh, the best way I can describe it without spoiling anything or giving anything away really is it's a combination of The Martian and Apollo 13. Okay. I heard it was styled and like the cinematography was phenomenal, but it was kind of a boring movie. That's what I heard. I can agree with that. Yeah. It, it, there's not a lot to get you excited about. It's very it's very factually delivered. I don't know if it's factually accurate, but it's factually delivered. If you know what uh, I mean? Like, it's not, you know, not a lot to get you excited about. Oh, speaking of, of Oscar fucking movies, I saw Green Book, finally. Did you? I want to see that. Don't spoil anything, but I really want to see it. You know, look, I, I liked it. I actually liked it more than I expected because right. I kind of went into it knowing the some of the controversy. Yeah, um, and the controversy but, is really just uh, the 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 dude's family, and I'm I'm blanking on his the pianist uh, Shirley Shirley's family got bent out of shape because like no one of the film consulted them. Mm. Like, and when you dig a little. Just do a little research. L'Oreal Shirley said, I want you guys to make this movie after I'm dead. And I and, and he basically gave them all the facts of his side of the story and said, This is what I say is the truth. So he like I there is the controversy, but like his family is really just kind of getting bent out of shape and kind of throwing mud in, in the water. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And but it, I was more concerned about how Vigo Mortensen was going to accurately portray an Italian American. Yeah. And, and he did good. I mean, he, he, there's a lot of, there's this running gag where he's always eating. He's just eating in every fucking scene. So he's Brad and, Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. 
but fat and Italian. <laughs> um, and here's the crazy thing is I didn't know that the guy that Viggo Mortensen's playing is a real life dude. Yeah. yeah a real yeah. life. No, no, no. But I mean, like a real life actor. Oh, like I've like, you and I have seen him in shit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he is in Goodfellas. Okay. He is also in the Sopranos. Okay. He plays a uh, Carmine Lupertazzi. And he was like, he's been in a ton of fucking uh, Scorsese shit. He's been, I mean, you look at this guy, you're like, holy fuck. This dude was like in every Scorsese fucking movie ever, for the most part. Okay. I've probably seen him, but I nothing you're saying is, you know, like I've seen Goodfellas once. I've watched one episode of The Sopranos, and it was the last 10 minutes of it. So I don't, you know. You had Sopranos, you ruined The Sopranos for yourself? What do you mean? Like, you saw the last 10 minutes of the last episode, or just yeah. the last 10 minutes yeah. of an episode? No, the last 10 minutes of the last episode. So, that's like saying you just, you came without even getting a fucking boner or enjoying the sex. <laughs> okay. Like, someone just looked at your dick intensely, and then you just ejaculated. Sure, I guess. You need to watch the fucking Sopranos, dude. No, I'm good. Um... They're fucker. Well, yeah. All right. Look, Green Book. I liked. I it it does kind of give off the impression that the message is racism is bad, and this this Italian American racist is going to learn that. Okay, we know that. Like, it was really watching her. Like, it was good. Is it best picture material? Good. I mean, it's 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 fine. It's surprising <laughs> that it was that. It's it's I was. It was very entertaining. I was definitely into it, and you know, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's good. It's just not best picture. Best picture. That's the that's the key word. Is best picture. No, it's not that. All right. Speaking of Oscars, by the way, I did look up. Mary Poppins Returns was nominated for three, did not win any. So didn't win shit. Nope. You know what won? Fucking Green Book for fucking best picture. Well, Mary Poppins wasn't up for that one, but sure. Um, <laughs> speaking of another best picture, the trailer mm. for one Jay and Silent Bob reboot has been released, the Red Band version. Ah, uh, you are correct, my friend. It is all right. What was your what was your take? Because I I want to know your opinion because our listeners. CJ wouldn't didn't want to watch the fucking thing. He was treating this shit like it was the next end game. He's like, I don't want to know shit. I don't want to know anything about it. I want. I don't want to know who's in it. I want to be surprised. Because, I'm like, we run a fucking show. We got to talk about this shit. Well, because Kevin's notorious for ruining that kind of stuff in his trailers. Like he is. I I love him to death, and I love his movies, but he tends to do that shit. And I didn't want to go into it knowing. As much as I now know, to be honest with you, you know. Well, what do we know? Well, we know we know Jay's a father, which, or at least potentially a father, which is weird. Which, by the way, I've always kind of said that Harley looks like she could be Jay's daughter more than Kevin's daughter. To be perfectly honest, no. No, I'm saying in this movie, like for well, sure, that's... if they were going to say, oh. It's Silent Bob's kid. I'm like, no, that's 100% Jay's kid. 
Yeah, I mean, well, and that's that's what they're doing with it. But I mean, like, yeah, she totally looks like Schwabach, and I there's, don't think there's any m- amount of money in the world that you could pay Jen to fuck Jay at any point ever. Well, I, <laughs> I didn't say she wasn't Schwabach yet. I'm just saying, hey, look, that's <laughs> I literally thought you'd be like, of course she's Schwabach yet. I'm like, I didn't say she wasn't Schwabach yet. I said she just she looked a little more like she could have been Jay's offspring. Yeah, no, I get it. Um. I, yeah, I mean, there, there was just, there was just a lot of stuff given away that I could have lived without seeing prior to seeing the movie. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm excited to see it. We both are big oh, Kevin fans. I'm excited to see it. But Jay like, and Silent Bob Strike Back is one of my all-time favorites. It's the one that introduced me to Kevin Smith in the first place. Yep. You but see, this, here's the, the thing, like. Places. I'd have to go back and watch the trailer, but I don't think you know it's Biggs and Vanderbeek at all. Like, they don't show that in the trailer. In Strike Back? Yeah. No, you don't. But that's And that's kind of my point. You know who's playing Bloodman and Chronic in this version from the trailer. They show it. You know, like... That's they did, surprising. You know, that... You know, the fact that our hashtag worked, regardless of what anyone else says, um, <laughs> you know, like, that... Should have been a surprise. That shouldn't have been in the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, the thing I don't know that I'm actually kind of excited about is Hemsworth. I want to know who Chris Hemsworth is playing. Because if you were to ask me prior to seeing it, I would have told you he was Bloodman. I think he's playing himself. I think there's going to be a whole scene at a con. And he's going to be playing himself. That's why, I mean. Yeah, Yeah, maybe that's possible. You know, and I. I know I might get some shit for it, and I want to establish that I am a big fan of Kevin Smith, and I love Jane Silent Bob. You know my first initial thought after watching the trailer was? What's that? This kind of reminds me of Dumb and Dumber 2. I didn't see it, so... When you say... Are you talking about... You're not talking Dumb I mean, and Dumber or... One. The, the one with Jim Carrey and Bridges. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Daniels, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, the one that came out like for like two like a couple years ago i think it's longer than that but yeah i get what you're saying is it it five years it's like i think it came out in like 24 anyways whatever the fuck that fucking fuck came out whenever the fuck that fuck came out whenever the fuck that fucking fuck came out all right um there was a whole point about whether lloyd or yeah lloyd was the like he had a kid I I knew that much about it actually, yeah. And it just kind of seems like like I get Kevin wants to put Harley in movies, and and as a father he should like that's his you know I I'm not saying that's not what he should do, but I do kind of feel that making Harley his Jay's daughter is just kind of a bit of a um, cliche. It would have been. If it I'm would have been. Honest. If he wanted her in the movie, it would have been better to find a way to get the girls from Yoga Hosers into the story and have her play that role as opposed to Jay's daughter. Sure, or or any other, or a completely different character. You know, I'm, I'm sure she was playing a different character, but she it is kind of falling in that. Oh, she's also your long lost daughter. I am glad they are bringing back other people like yeah this yeah, yeah. is this i mean apart from the clerk's three round table reading that he's going to do did you see the ticket prices for that fucking thing 
I did not because I didn't even fucking attempt to want to buy one yeah, of those. I, I, yeah, no. It's up the road from me, and I was like, no. But this is going to be the closest we will get to Clerks 3 because he's bringing back a fucking ton of people. He's bringing back Rosario Dawson. Well, we'll see about that because, and this is something we I meant to talk about before we got started, it is the Lilu multi-props thing with Jeff Anderson that we've been talking about for a couple episodes now. They made a, a major announcement since our last recording. And mm-hmm. they, they've had Jeff Anderson on record, you know, they're coming, he's coming in to sign him or not, but they now have announced that they're also getting Kevin Smith and Jay Muse. And what's even more interesting about it and why I bring it up is that all three of them are going to be in the same room at the same time signing. So you're going to have Jay and Kevin and Jeff in the same room being able to sit around and bullshit while they're signing stuff for, I'm guessing a couple of hours, if not more. So you hope that that maybe leads, and then it's, if I'm doing the math right, it's scheduled after this clerk. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Three's reading that they're doing, so Mm -hmm. maybe between the two, it's enough to kind of get Jeff to swing over. Maybe. Um, you know, that's sort of the, the old tale, like just lock them in the room until they figure out their differences, right? A little bit. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. But if, if it works, fuck, you know what I mean? Like who cares? You know? Oh God, dude, I hope it doesn't happen. What if like it backfires? Like what if like they only last like 10 minutes and like all of a sudden you see Jeff or, or Kevin or Jay just storm out of the room like, fuck this. I'm not working with that piece of shit. I hate to say it, but if I was to guess, that would be Jeff or Jay before it was Kevin. But that's, you know, another... Just because Kevin's not very well, confrontational. He'll tell you he'll be the first to, like, suck your dick before he'll fight you. So, I mean, like, you know. <laughs> um, that's true. He said it. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He said it on multiple occasions on multiple podcasts. Um... But yeah, we'll see. The the other thing that's interesting I keep reading about online, but I didn't get this from the trailer, but maybe I just missed it. It seems like there might be a backdoor Chasing Amy sequel within the movie. So I'll be curious to see how that pans out. Well, Batfleck is coming back. Well, right. Ben Affleck is going back. He's no longer Batfleck. I'm, I, I, it's hard to get out of that habit. But <laughs> Ben Affleck is, uh, is going to be in it. I, I am a little um, hopeful 
that maybe they'll do a segment where he plays himself again. Maybe. Maybe. You know, do because Matty Damon is in it. Fucking. But he looks like he's playing Loki. That's what they're thinking. Yeah, that's what's being said. The other thing that I saw um, that I kind of liked was that. There, there is a scene at a con, like you said, but it's not, at least from the part in the trailer, it's not Hemsworth. It's Vanderbeek and Biggs playing themselves, talking about the remake of the of the Blood Man and Chronic, and uh, I, I'm guessing, and you see Brian Quinn from Tell Him Steve Dave, and also in Practical Jokers, dressed up as Blood Man, asking a question, and then. Biggs answers the question. Now, I'm thinking that sequence might be longer in the movie, but, you know. Obviously. You know, because they also say, like, who's going to direct this? Kevin fucking Smith? Yeah. Which means Kevin Smith exists in his own universe. Which means... You think he'll play himself at some point in the movie? What I think... This is my theory. Because Loki died at the end of Dogma, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what if Matt Damon is in his Loki costume because he's filming a scene for Dogma 2 that Kevin is directing? And Kevin's going to play himself, and that's why Matt Damon's in the costume and just, you know, filming a scene. Yeah, maybe. Because that could be Kevin going full-on fucking meta. Can you imagine if he's like, if when Silent Bob speaks, it's to Kevin Smith? Or if he, or, or even if he doesn't do that, there's a sequence where Kevin Smith is directing Silent Bob. That would be, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. Or he just, he just says, "All right, you, the 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 fat one. I need you to one lose some weight, and two, I need you to like enunciate. Can you do that for me? Yeah, like, right. Something, something um, like that. There'd be a great. I just had a thought in my head where it'd be a great scene if you have. Jane Bob and Harley's character, who I don't think we got her name in the trailer, so just Harley's character, and somehow talking to Kevin Smith, the director, and she says something like, I'd much prefer her if he was my father. And, Uh, you know, something like that. Because that'd be pretty funny. uh, Yeah, am I excited? Yeah, I, I gotta say, I don't like the font of the title. It's different. You you it's you really liked, different. You liked having the um the Star Wars style thing for Strikes Back and I did. Yeah. But you, you know, gotta it, figure it there it's gotta be a riff off something. You know what I mean? Or they're doing what what's popular these days, where in that we're not getting the actual font in the trailer. We'll get that when we see the you know, the crawl or whatever he's gonna do to open the movie. You know? Well, the only thing I could say what it closely resembles is it looks like the font of Clerks, but faded, which no. could be, well, the, the font for Clerks is just simple text. Yeah, but it's but it looks like typewriter text. This looks like handwritten, hand-drawn writing, so I wouldn't equate it to that. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either, but we'll find out. Maybe it's something new, and if it is, so what? You know what I mean? Like I, I look, I, I love that he. The other thing, and we'll we'll leave it with this. But we saw who's playing Blood Man and Chronic in the fictional movie within it, and I like that they're he's not 
above doing the some of the twists he's talked about in numerous episodes of Fat Man on Batman and then Fat Man Beyond subsequently, and he's got Melissa Benoist playing Chronic. I mm-hmm. fucking love that. I think that's a great idea. Uh, should we? I mean, it's already out there, but like, I'm surprised really no one's talking about this. But fucking Val fucking Kilmer is Blood yeah. Man. Well, and I saw something that three is it three or four former Batmans are in this movie in some capacity or another is what's out there. And the only two I saw were Kilmer and Affleck. So I don't know if he got Christian Bale or he got Clooney or if he got Keaton. Would uh, oh, I know who it's going to be. It's going to be Conroy. You think? No, yeah, I, I think I think they specifically said. Conroy. But I think they specifically said screen Batman's, and with really? all respect because to Conroy, Conroy was in Yoga Hosers. Right, but with all respect to him, I don't. I I think it's screen Batman. Like I don't think it's. And, well, and Conroy's Batman, of course, but he's not been on screen as Batman. So. True, but it, it's you know it wouldn't surprise me if he got somehow got Clooney, because that'd be like, I mean he was he was really championing for Clooney to be on like, movie fights and yeah so yeah mm, and, and unless, he's also, here's the other thing unless it's Robert Pattinson it could be it could but see but my only argument against that not that I have a problem with it is that he hasn't actually been Batman on screen yet yes he's going to be but he hasn't been. I'm wondering more if it's Keaton because he has such a reverence for that 89 movie, you know? So I wonder if he somehow got Keaton to do this. Maybe, maybe it's Adam West. Maybe Adam West only cameo before he died. I don't, I don't think it, I think it's too long ago, but you might be right. I think so. Yeah. But speaking of too long ago, Dumb and Dumber Mm -hmm. 2, 2014, five years now. Five years. Well, yeah. That it it felt it felt forced when I saw that movie. Yeah, that well, was I didn't not like, a fucking I, great movie. I'm not a fan of either of them, so whatever, you know. I like the first one, but I don't. Lo- I didn't love the first one like everyone else did. Everyone else fucking was like, "Oh my god, it's the best movie ever!" No, it's really not. Did you did you hate the when Harry met Lloyd prequel thing? Um, I liked the fact the actors did such a good job portraying the characters. I thought they, I liked that they were having fun. Even if I didn't I, like the movie, it I felt actually like a, enjoyed that a little more than I enjoyed the first Dumb and Dumber. Well, I wouldn't go that far. There was one part where I loved uh, Bob Saget. Like, how do you not love Saget? I mean, come on. Dude, Bob Saget was great in that movie. There's a, remember the part where like, I didn't, it's been so long. I've, don't remember any of it's it. It's pretty memorable. Fucking Harry has uh, a chocolate bar in his back pocket, and he sits on a radiator, and it uh, it melts. And he goes to the bathroom to pull out the chocolate because he feels it's melting. And he's trying to and he flings melted chocolate everywhere, all in the bathroom. And Bob Saget comes in. He's like, "There's there's shit everywhere. There's shit on the fucking walls. There's shit on the ceiling. There's shit everywhere." He just does that, and it was the funniest fucking thing when i was like however young i was like yeah. 14 teen years old when well, i saw was that 2003 so was oh i was out. 12 then yeah yeah um that's when it came out i don't know when you saw it but that's when it came out i think i um, saw it but right i don't think i saw it in theaters but i saw it when it came out on video i think i bought it on vhs when it came out 
Gotcha. Um, but getting back to Comic-Con, there's a bunch of other stuff that came out of Comic-Con. It's a little more, I guess, serious than Kevin Smith stuff. Well, well, the fans are more serious, I guess. Well, yeah, Kev's fans are pretty serious fans, man. True. Um, so, yeah. Uh, first one that I think is sort of interesting to talk about, they're making Thor 4. Yeah, and they got your favorite, Taika Waititi, to come back and do it. Look, I don't dislike Taika Waititi. I just thought Thor Ragnarok was such a weird... I, I know I have the unpopular opinion. I, I, I understand that and I respect that, but it just doesn't feel like a real Thor movie. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't feel like it's part of the first two. As boring as they were, I mean, I will say he made Thor funny as fuck. Here's my my immediate concern, right? Because of the way Endgame ended, okay? Well, and we might even need to back up a minute further into Infinity War, but we'll do that if we have to. But in Endgame, Thor kind of goes off with the Guardians. So I expected to see Thor in Guardians 3 as part of the guardians basically you know whether yeah. he he's officially a guardian or just tagging along either way kind of expected to see him there as so, guardians of the galaxy right so my question then becomes if they're doing this thor 4 which i personally don't have a problem with but if they're doing this then how does that affect the interaction with Guardians for Volume 3, because that's also been announced at the same Comic-Con. Well, which one's coming out first? Um, that, I don't know. I can try to find out. But Well, for, as you're looking that up, let's discuss the title for Thor. Love and t- Thunder? What's it called? I didn't hear. Thor, Love and Thunder. Interesting. I think. You I think, think it's called Love... It's, called, it's Love and Thunder, Love and Lightning. No, yeah, Love and Thunder. And the font looks pretty good. It looks kind of like a combination of the first Thor font and Thor Ragnarok font. It looks, it still looks very weird, psychedelic um, Thor Ragnarok vibe to it. Can I and, change the subject just for a brief second? Today would have been Robin Williams' birthday. Oh, fuck you. Why are you going to yeah. do that to me? Well, no, I just love to Robin. Go ahead, move on. I love to Robin. Um, Jeannie, you're free. Um, (laughs) So, there's a lot of bullshit going on with Thor right now because they announced that not only is Natalie Portman coming back as Jane, but she will also be Lady Thor. Really? Okay. And from what I've seen, a lot there are a lot of fucking mostly males bitching the fuck out about it. And well, it's not it's not so much they're being misogynistic or sexist. They did that in the book, though, didn't they? Didn't they? Yeah. Thor's been a female in the book now for a number of years, if I if I recall correctly. I think, but I think their argument is, oh, you know what was really missing and what I was really, really hoping would come back in Thor Ragnarok and to the franchise? Mm. Jane. 
because Jane was such an exciting character. Oh, I'm a big Natalie part. Portman fan, so. Right. But, and I, I mean, I'm sort of in the middle. My whole thing is you really kind of introduced a badass female character named Valkyrie. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Who would be the obvious choice to be Lady Thor. But then when Tessa Thompson apparently went on stage, she said, I'm the king of Asgard. Queen. Regardless of my no, she said, I am the king of Asgard oh. because Thor bestowed me that I'm their king. Right. Regardless of her gender. And the king needs a queen. And then like Natalie Portman like came on stage and like Taika Watiti knelt down and gave her the gave her Milnor. And she fucking raised it. And that was like, oh, shit. So I'm into it. I'm into the idea of seeing this fucking weirdness. I'm, I'm, I mean, when I was announcing all this shit to Stephanie, when they were like, oh, my God, this movie's fucking being made. Oh, my God, this fucking movie. She was like, dude, I'm done. Like, I went, I put a lot of fucking time and energy into these fucking movies. I'm done. Like, the Infinity Gauntlet thing, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I can. Wait, I'm Marvel sorry, I missed that. You said that, or Steph said that. Steph said that. Oh, okay. So well, that's fair. I'm still like, fuck it. I want to see Thor four and Guardians of the Galaxy three yeah. and Doctor Strange two. That was another one I didn't expect to see. Yeah. Did you see some of the specifics on that? Because I'm reading it now. I hear it's going to be them venturing into a straight up horror film. Okay. Well, that it didn't say that, but it. Hold on, my. Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. Yes, that uh, that's the part I wanted to mention, and they're calling it Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So the multiverse is a real thing. Like we were talking about that after we when we saw Far From Home, and like we thought, okay, well they're not going to do it. No, they're they're doing it. They're doing it, but they're not doing it with Spider Man. They're doing, and I think it could also just be the fact that like maybe Marvel and Disney didn't want to like put the multiverse thing it was sony maybe they're like we're gonna fucking do the multiverse thing well and i read an article the other day rico and i don't know how accurate it is but there was something in the contract with sony marvel when they started doing the holland spider-man movies Mm -hmm. that if by the end of the contract which i believe is three movies which is also what holland signed for up to this point is so that when Spider-Man as a whole over those three movies grosses a specific amount of money, and I don't know what that number is, but it had it was it was big, like they was set high on purpose by Sony, because if they hit the number, Marvel regains the rights exclusively. Uh-huh. Now, that's an article I read. I don't know how accurate that is, but if it's true, the problem is this, and I use the word problem loosely, they hit the number. Mm-hmm. So, Marvel, I think now, will own Spider-Man. 
I think Sony still gets their name on the third one because of the contract, but after that movie's over, regardless, Marvel owns it. What does that affect uh, Spider-Man and Venom? Good question. Like Venom and all the other... Because aren't they doing Morbius as well? Yeah, they are doing Morbius. So that's the thing. I wonder if the rogues gallery is a separate thing for them Mm -hmm. in terms of like contractually speaking. So you may end up kind of like what you've got with Chucky right now, where you've got two universes running parallel to one another that don't cross the streams. Well, we kind of already had that anyways, because Venom hasn't introduced Spider-Man yet. So, Right, but what I'm saying is that you could potentially have Tom Hardy's Venom still off doing whatever, and someone else, and I don't know who, like I, you know, Topher Grace just because, playing Venom in the Marvel version going up against Tom uh, Hardy. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you could potentially have that going on now, because I don't... I fucking hope not. Well, I hope not too, but... I do like the idea of Marvel fully owning and operating Spider-Man again. True. Um, but that's all <laughs> speculation, so let's not focus on that too much. Some of the things I'm seeing in this article about Phase 4, I I have positives and negatives about, and I would like to get your thoughts, honestly. Sure, um, what about it? So, apparently, as we just talked about, Scarlet Witch... Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in the new Doctor Strange. As I read darker, darker, deeper into the article, it says that if you don't watch WandaVision on Disney Plus, you won't know why she's there. Like it, 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 it's going to lead up to why she's in Doctor Strange. It really is. If you want to know shit, you got to fucking sign up for Disney Plus. It's really right. Exactly, and they're doing the same thing with Loki. For his future in the in the universe as well. Oh, is there a possibility he might show up in Thor four? Maybe it it's not saying, but it says here. Likewise, a civilian unfamiliar with the MCU who wants to check out Tom Hiddleston in a Disney Plus original Loki will need to re. Oh, so this, okay, this is kind of backwards. So if you don't, if if you're kind of casual and you've heard that Loki died, then you don't know why Loki. This is going to explain where he goes. In Endgame. Uh, in Endgame. Okay. Right. This is going to explain the after part of that. Um, so, I, I, you know, um, it looks like, and I didn't know this till right now, but it looks like Hawkeye's getting his own show, too. Hawkeye's getting his own show. Um, you know, I what I think a lot of this is going to be is they're going to be setting up a younger generation of Avengers on the side. Well, yeah, and I saw something that said that, and this seemed pretty accurate, meaning confirmed that, um, Christ, I can't talk today, um, that, and this is something you've been saying for a while, so I don't want to take away from you, but that Captain Marvel will be the new leader of the Avengers, essentially, so, um. She just signed a fucking big-ass picture. I did, I saw, yeah, I think it's like seven films, if I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but Camille Nanjiani is going to be a part of stuff. But Brian Tyree Henry is going to be a part of this uh, going forward. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, and apparently Angelina Jolie is definitely on board for the Eternals. Like that's confirmed. She, I think she came on stage, and also she did. Yeah, I heard Salma Hayek. Yeah, Salma Hayek too. I see that. Um, which fuck, dude. I'm I'm fine with that. I I love Salma Hayek. Um, what I well, my theory was about the Hawkeye thing huh. was. I think they're going to be doing this separate young Avengers thing. They're going to have a like they're going to have basically a young justice or the teen Titans for Marvel. They're going to have maybe Hawkeye's going to train his daughter how to be an archer. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it started it, in Endgame, so Exactly. And also they brought back Harley, the kid, Harley from Iron Man 3 yep. for the for the funeral sequence in end of Endgame, and everyone was like, "Who the fuck is he?" And I'm like, "That's the dude from fucking." Da, ba, da. Um, and there's always there's also talk that uh, Shuri might be the next Black Panther. No, I saw that. That's not talk. That seems to be confirmed. What well, has been has been confirmed that she's been the next Black Panther. That well, what was confirmed was that they're transitioning. So I think you'll get. Um, T'Challa for at least the next Black Panther movie, if not two, and then they're gonna move into Shuri. So how's that? Like, I mean, they, I gotta imagine, like, you know, the whole one of the big important things of Black Panther was, and I don't need to, I don't mean to say it like this, but that African Americans got a superhero, right? And they were really fucking happy about it. It's super gun ho, and. I mean, they, he was introduced in Civil War. Then he got his uh, his own pretty fucking awesome standalone oh, yeah. Black, movie. Black Panther is one of my favorite of the standalones. Like, if you don't talk right. about Avengers, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And then he had his, you know, his big cameo in Endgame. And, and Infinity War. I take that back. Yeah, bigger I he was in, bigger Infinity. in Infinity War than Endgame, but yeah. Right. So... It, I could see them kind of being like, they're already going to replace him, or they're already going to kind of drop T'Challa and go another direction. Like, we barely got our own movie. We got one movie and well, then a bunch of scenes in other movies. See, here's the thing, though. There's a way to do it without getting rid of him. Do you know what I mean? And this is how you do it. Because, and hear me out, because this will make sense to you. In Civil War, T'Chaka was the king of Wakanda. But T'Challa huh? was Black Panther already before he was king. So he was. He was Black Panther before he was king. Yeah. So what you do is T'Challa kind of steps down from being both king and Black Panther and just focuses on being king and Shuri becomes Black Panther. That's how you do it. Well, my question is how how the fuck is Shuri gonna be have the powers of Black Panther? Because Killmonger destroyed all the fucking flowers. I, and shit, I right? have the same question. I have the same question. So the the my immediate gut reaction is one of two things, right? One, mm -hmm. there were some plants elsewhere that he didn't know about that weren't in that cavern that they destroyed. You know what I mean? So there's still some of those plants out there. That's option number one. Or option number two, which I think you're going to hate, is because it's Shuri, it's going to be called Black Panther, but it's going to be more of like an Iron Man Black Panther hybrid because she'll have this technology that allows her to have the strength and speed without the mystical power of the plant. 
uh, all right. I hear... Because uh, she's capable of designing something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it might be a, a combo of the of middle ground. Maybe she found one plant and then she was able to synthesize and make, like, numerous copies or that's, some shit. Or, that's possible, or, I don't too. know, dude. Yeah. Maybe fucking, you know, she just cut opens fucking Black Panther's vein and then synthesizes his blood or some it, shit. It could be know. any of those things and none of them would surprise me with her because she's got that level of intelligence. So like that, none of that would stun me. Um, True. This is something I'm seeing that's kind of interesting and I don't know if you saw this, but apparently they're going to do and I can't tell if it's a movie or, no, it says film, so I guess it's a movie. It's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. So they're going to dive into this Ten Rings thing finally, like for real, it seems like. Dude, we're really going to get Mandarin. We're going to get the real Mandarin, not the fucking uh, Ben Kingsley, Trevor Slattery fucking version. Which I, I still like. I mean, I like Ben Kingsley. And when he was playing the Mandarin in those uh, vignettes, you know, I actually liked his interpretation. I wasn't a big fan of the Tony Slattery thing so much, but I did like... When he was in, you know, Mandarin mode, you know what I'm right. saying? I did like that. Now, I, here's, I liked ahead. his, I liked his, uh, his Nixon voice. I, 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 yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of Nixon to it. I don't think it's full Nixon, but I get the point you're making. Um, some of the names attached to this Ten Rings thing is Simu Liu, who I, that person I'm not familiar with, unfortunately. I'm going to look him up in, the per- in a minute. But Aquafina, who I do know. And then Tony Leung, who I also know. And you know him if you've seen him. I might be saying his name Tony, wrong. Tony Leung, I, I, I think it's, I, I don't know. But I, I don't know who the fuck Aquafina is. It's, it sounds you, like, a, like a musician or something. You do. Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? No, not yet. Have you seen, you've seen Ocean's 8? Yeah. The Asian girl from Ocean's 8. The, okay. That's All her. right. Um, so. What I understand of of this movie is that they're like, okay, no one really liked Iron Fist. We're going to fucking do what Iron Fist should have been. Yep. We're going to make a fucking Marvel martial arts film. Yeah. Um, Which I'm all for. I mean, I don't know much about what's his name. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Shang-Chi? Uh, Simu, oh, yeah, yeah, the character is Shang-Chi, yes, Mm mm-hmm. I really don't know anything of Shang-Chi. Yeah, I know Shang-Chi. nothing about him either. But, but if, no, if, I think there's a whole demographic of Bruce Lee martial arts enthusiasts that are like, we want to see this shit. We, you know, we we want to see a 
a superhero that everybody can relate to. I, I got to be honest with you. Like, I've been on the fence back and forth about Disney Plus, but I think I'm going to have to. Like, I just think I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to, too, man. I really um, was just not excited, but it, fuck it. it it's know? not saying it here, but I've heard rumor, and I'm hoping that it's true, because Disney owns Hulu. Mm-hmm. So there's rumor. Now, I know you already have Hulu because Steph has it, but there's the rumor is that the, if you buy on launch or pre-launch, like pre-order, you're going to get Hulu for free with it as long as you have the the subscription. Or vice versa. If you pay for Hulu, you might get Disney+. Plus. I, that I didn't hear. I only heard the one way. So I'm not saying that that's not possible. They offer, they offer I think, uh, Hulu... And then you can also get the uh, what is it the um, HBO package as well. Okay. So maybe they'll do a, maybe they'll do a Disney Plus package. Yeah. Um. If they do that, then I I'm probably because if they stick with the price, the price is the best one out there by far. You it's know, like six bucks. Six ninety nine, I think it is, and that's for four K HD level. Like I'm paying right now. I'm paying fifteen ninety nine a month for um or is it Netflix. Yeah, for Netflix because I have the 4K TV and I want the 4K quality. So, all right. So to, to, to double check, so they're also doing Wandavision. They're doing Hawkeye. They're also doing Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That um, hold on, I just had it up. There's not a lot here except they're going up against Daniel Bruhl, who is the villain from Civil War. Is that? I don't know who that is. That's that um, Zemo? Zemo. Okay. All right. Then, yeah. Which okay. I got to think he was one of the more interesting, like, write-off villains. I agree. Because he wasn't he wasn't big and super powerful. He wasn't, he wasn't even in his costume. He wasn't in, like, a purple fucking, you know, mask and shit like that. He was just, I'm a dude. I'm from Sokovia. This is just a revenge plot. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and in that same vein, there's a little bit here about the Black Widow movie that is currently mm. filming and it says um it's a prequel so we're finally getting that res- that, that how are we getting her back cuz we had that question like how are they doing this so it's a prequel um social media people who apparently saw something at Comic-Con are saying that it's it's on par with the Bourne movies so it's a Bourne type movie with okay. Black Widow which I would probably liken it's it's probably Witcher's Soldier without Captain America. Uh, yeah, except I think the Bourne movies are a little bit darker than Winter Soldier, so I would lean more Bourne than Winter Soldier. But I get the point you're making. So I it's it's set between Civil War and Infinity War is also what I read, which means it's going to probably. I mean, we may get some fucking cameos. We may actually get people coming back. Like that's the other thing is that because it's also a prequel. Yeah. But it's not so it's like a not a nineties prequel or an eighties prequel. It's gonna be, you know, maybe Tony Stark is still alive. Maybe Chris maybe Captain America is still young. Maybe he'll have a cameo. Maybe we'll we'll probably get Hawkeye. You know, that and but I pretty I'm just saying it right now, we are going to I get a sequence where she goes from blonde I'm sorry, where she goes from redhead to blonde. I would like so you're saying I'm sorry I I had a distraction over here. You said it's set when exactly? Between Civil War and Infinity War. That's confirmed. That's what I read. I'm just asking. That's what I read. Because what I would want 
to be honest with you, like here's what I and I think I said this to you before. I think I said it during our end game discussion. But I want Budapest. I want yeah. us I want they they've referred to this multiple times in multiple movies. I would like to see whether it's the end of the movie or what like it doesn't have to be like the main story, but I want to see Budapest. I want to see Hawkeye and her meeting. Like if I'm if I was writing at least the framework, that's what I would do. You know, I want if they're gonna make a standalone Black Widow movie, which this is. There's not gonna be another one because how where are they gonna shove it? Right? Unless, Unless they, they find a way to bring her back. Right. That which really, as much as I love Scarlett Johansson, they really should just leave her. Dead. But I do, I, I do like the concept that you brought up about when Cap returns the Soul Stone. Do you get a soul back? And maybe that's how you maybe. get her back. I mean, I kind of like that the concept. Now, maybe that doesn't not how it works, but who knows? Anyway, go ahead. What What I would like to see is when Cap goes to drop off the Soul Stone, he said, "You know, Red Skull." I've always cared about you. And then like kick him off the fucking cliff <laughs> and then it's back Scarlett Johansson. So I, I think it's going to probably dip into the, the sequences in age of Ultron where she's like, like ballerinas in the background. Like, yeah. and, like the fucking like flashbacks, you, know, uh, you think, or like repressed like memory, like flashbacks or repressed memory yeah, or something. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of flashbacks intercut. It's going to be a Godfather two. We're going to see okay. what's going on with her at one point and then and flashbacks then, of her right. when she was young. It may even just open with Budapest. It may open with her de-aged by 15 years. Um, see, I'd be, be okay know. with that if they open it. with like As long as we get it somewhere in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want... Yeah. I want Budapest. Um, I want to find... I want to see her speaking fucking Russian. And... Well, she and does then, a little like, bit in Ultron. And then talking about why her ledger's all red. Or not Ultron. She does it a little bit in um, Avengers. Uh, Avengers. Yeah, I actually that's one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie. Is when she's that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's a great sequence. Um, before we get because there's big news that I think you know I'm dancing around, so we'll get to it in a second. But the other thing that they confirmed, while well, they didn't give any details, at least according to this article, and all my article information is coming from Variety. This is all from Variety magazine, so pretty reliable. Um, sure. and it was linked off IMDB. So I, I give it even credence just from that, but they right. did confirm they are starting work on stuff. They didn't say what specifically, but with fantastic four and specific mutants from the X-Men universe. And they didn't say which ones or anything like that. I know we've seen a lot of stuff about Taron Egerton. I don't know if that's confirmed, but or it's Egerton, isn't it? I think I said that wrong, but yeah. Um, you know, there's been talk of those things, but I don't think anything is confirmed. But they are at least they did at least confirm they're starting to explore what their options are and how to make them a thing. So I think mm-hmm. personally, you phase five probably. I think by the time we see that, I think more time needs to pass for yeah. them to shove. I'm okay with Fantastic Four in phase four. Okay, I think X Men needs to take some fucking time i the only way i'm okay with any because i agree with you but the only way i'm okay with any x-men being a part of it 
is this because and we've kicked this around a little bit before, so we don't need to deep dive it tonight. But Hugh Jackman has said if he could be in in an Avengers movie, he would reprise Wolverine for one last go. Right? He said that. Um. So if that's the case, and they're gonna find a way to get him to do it, then Wolverine. Maybe not all of the X Men, but Wolverine. Do you know what I mean? And maybe that's the bridge. Maybe that's how you bridge it into the Phase Five X Men stuff. Do you know what I mean? You have this new Avengers team, and they they find Wolverine. Who knows? Anyway, um, which by the way, before I get into this last piece of news, Henry did. Did you see Henry confirm something or, or corrected us about something in our last in our Spider Man Far From Home conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where basically Kevin Feige came out and went, "Okay, we fucked up. It should have been five years, not eight. Um, yeah, I saw that. So if if that's really the case, and I no reason not to believe Henry, then you know what? You know they're allowed <laughs> as good as they've been. They're allowed a mulligan. You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, they're so, allowed. They're allowed a foul ball every once in a while. Exactly. Um, so you know, like that's fine. But the last piece before we move on to your movie, because I think this is really all we have before we get to that, is well, I had. I actually had one question. Oh, oh, okay. Go for it. Do you want to? Do you want me to talk about this piece of news first, or do you want to ask your question first? I want to ask my question first. Okay, go for it. We we kind of touched on it in the Spider-Man Far From Home review, but we really didn't like think about it to the extent of what it really could be. Spoilers for those who haven't seen Far From Home, but this is kind of important, but not a big spoiler. Okay. Both Fury and Maria Hill are revealed to not be Nick Fury and Maria Hill. In that movie. In that movie. How long do you think that's been going on? I think I know where you're going because I think I saw something about this. There's there's questions now about how long. Yeah. Um, like for all we know. It could have been the entire time. It could have been the entire fucking time. Like, well, we just don't know. One of the things I saw, because you mentioned the the Brie Larson, like, mega deal that was signed for her to play Captain Marvel multiple times. One of the things I saw in the article that I read was that they are definitively exploring there being a scroll sleeper cell on Earth at some point. So, to your point, I'll put it this way. To, to try and answer your question as best as possible, the, you asked how long. The earliest would be at the end of Captain Marvel. I don't think before that. I don't. That's my personal opinion. If if you want a time, you want a, a date, for lack of a better word, 1995 is the earliest. Which means Nick. it wasn't Nick Fury who went and recruited the Avengers. He didn't recruit Iron Man. He didn't fucking... Do any of this shit. He, for all we know, he wasn't even in the Avengers. But I will point out that if you deep dive into, if you remember the very first line of Spider-Man: Far From Home, is that opening sequence with Maria Hill and Nick Fury. And the first thing that Maria Hill says to Fury is she calls him Nick. She doesn't call him Fury, which is what he tells. Captain Marvel, everyone calls him. No one calls him Nick. No, not Nicholas, not Nicholas J. Fury. It's always Fury. So that was a kind of an eye opener. I'm like, oh shit. Like, 
she did call him. So that I think is the way to handle it. If he ref- if he refers to himself as Fury, or if Maria Hill, who's not Maria Hill, refers to him as Nick, then she's fucking up. She forgets that she, only he's scrolled. known as Fury. Yeah. Um, but I, it's I also heard of another theory. There is there's a Spider-Man villain named Chameleon. Yes. Who is able to change his appearance at will, right? But he also kind of has a lizard-looking kind of look. Right. What if he is the a skull? Uh, what if he's a scroll that goes rogue? What if he is not peace-loving? That'd because be he looks kind of lizard-like yeah, 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 yeah. and That's he's able to change his appearance. By the way, um, semi-related to everything you're talking about, I went back and watched Guardians 1 again. Mm-hmm. Just because I was in the mood. No particular reason beyond that. But I have a timeline that I think I shared with you a while ago of what order, from a chronological perspective, you should watch the Marvel movies in. So mm-hmm. it doesn't start with Iron Man. It starts with first Avenger and then goes from there. They have Captain Marvel right before Endgame in that order. And I got to be honest with you, I disagree with that. I think you should watch, if you're watching it from a chronological perspective, you should watch Captain Marvel before First Guardians. The First Guardians? Um... Yeah. Because it's 95, right? Yeah. If you do the math about when Peter's taken, or that sequence where his mom dies, and then when he's taken, that's after Captain Marvel. And Is so, it? yeah, yeah. Okay, but I and I would agree with you, with the exception of the bonus credit scenes, which is a le- which leads up to Endgame. Well, the bonus credit scenes do sure, but the, there's been a couple times now where the bonus credit scenes don't line up with the rest of the movie from a chronological perspective. Anyway, so my and my reason for coming to this conclusion is, um, and I forget the character's name, but Digimon Hansu's character, the guy with the. the <laughs> He is on Veers. I'm going to call her Veers because at the beginning of Captain Marvel, she is Veers. He's on Veers's strike team, you know, or actually technically, what was um, Jude Law's character's name? It's technically his strike team, but whatever. You get the point. Like, he's part of that strike team. Ronan isn't the evil fuck that he is yet. I mean, he's not a happy person, but he's certainly not, like, lost his shit. Ronin yet. True, true. So, if you, if you, I mean, you're looking at a prequel at that point. Like, you might as well watch that before you see Guardians, because you see what becomes of Ronin. You see what becomes of Digimon Hasu's um, character's name. Like, it, it all lays out that way, really. I mean... I, I, w- I would agree. I, I do agree with that. Um... I get your point about the post credit scene. I do. I don't disagree with you there, but if if you take the rest of the movie as a whole, that's where it fits into the timeline better. Sure. I I uh I would agree with that. You actually convinced me. I may amend my my list that I recommend at work. Yeah, well, you're you and I disagree with that list anyway cuz you watch it in terms of like Marvel importance like to get you hooked. I'm talking purely from a chronological no. No, no, no. I, I, mine is mostly chronological, with just some exceptions. Like I don't, 
when we talked to Jess and Bethany, you told them a very specific order, and it didn't start with First Avenger. It started with Iron Man 1. Because it's not entirely chronological. It's mostly chronological. But right. Because I also, for First Avenger, the end of like this the end of the movie leads to the Avengers. That's that's why I keep it sort of at fourth. Yeah, I guess. Fourth. Um but fourth. anyway, to the last piece of news from from the Marvel portion of Comic Con, there's probably a lot of Comic Con news that we missed, and I get that. So if anyone listening, if we missed stuff that you found interesting from Comic Con, first off, just tell us about it. You know, shoot us a comment, shoot us a tweet, whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. if, if maybe we'll get to it on the next episode. But the last piece, and this shocked me more than anything. And, Rico, you know I saw it literally as we were starting today. So I didn't notice before. Yeah. Is And I always fuck up his name, and I said it before. Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade in a Blade reboot run by Marvel. Yeah. I think that's... I. I have conflicting feelings about it, to be perfectly honest with you, on an, on a gut, like a gut reaction level. So, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about yours before I get into mine? Because you seem a little more level headed. Uh, um, well, I heard about it last night. So, okay. and I actually, re- I resisted ruining it for you. I resisted like texting you and being like, dude. I appreciate um, that. I do. First off, I'd like to shout out to Mark Bernardin because he tweeted at Marvel and said, guys, hit me up, call me. I will write this fucking thing. I hope he gets it. Yeah. For fucking real, let him write that because it'll be, it'll, I mean, it's going to be probably pretty good anyway, but if Mark Bernardin writes that, it's going to be ridiculous. Right. Um, I'd like to say that I am a fan of the first three movies. I love the first one. Uh, yeah. For a long time. For a long time, I did not love the second one as much as the first one. And a lot of people fucking love the second one more. I just I, think it was... I'm a one and three guy direction. over two. Like, if I was ranking them out, I'd probably go one, three, two. That's me. But, and and I, and that goes to my, th- my next assessment. Is I really liked the third one when I saw it. Trinity's I good. mean, it's... Yeah. Trinity, it, it slowly becomes... The Ryan Reynolds show, you know, it is kind of like Deadpool without being Deadpool. It's a backdoor Deadpool pilot, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, it really is, um, which doesn't make it bad, but it, it becomes less Blade and more Deadpool. Hannibal King movie. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's still good. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, he, so here, this is where my confliction comes from, right? My confliction comes from because like. To Henry's point about J. Jonah Jameson, about no one should play that role ever except J.K. Simmons, if that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Simmons, right? Not Simons, right? Simmons? Yeah. yeah. Um, I really feel like nobody should play Blade but Wesley Snipes. Now, that said, I really like Mahershala Ali as an actor, and mm-hmm. so... Like anything else, I'm willing to give him a chance. So I'm not going to shit on it because he's playing the role. But I I really, really like Wesley Snipes in that role, you know? And I'm of the same opinion that, it yes, it would have been nice to have seen, you know, Marvel 
extend the olive branch back to um, Wesley. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Because before, before we got like X-Men and Spider-Man and all these amazing fucking Marvel movies, as well as just, you know, this, there wouldn't be an MCU if there wasn't this interest in Spider-Man, X-Men, but that all stemmed from Blade. Blade right. really was yeah. the first one to be a fucking success. And they went in another direction. They didn't, they weren't trying to, they, they were comics accurate for the most part. They changed some things. They made Deacon Frost super young and they, and, and they gave, they didn't give Blade the blonde hair, which I think works on Wesley Snipes because if you've seen Demolition Man, he pulls it off. But anyway, um, well, he also has a fucking afro, and he, I mean, they, they modernized it, they 90s it up, and, and they made it a horror film and, and, and a hard R film. Yeah, it, it, it's really good. I, I'm a big fan of those movies. I, I have been for a long time. I, I'm willing to give this a chance because. Quite honestly, with the exception of not knowing how to count, Kevin Feige can do no wrong. Um, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he knows how to count. He knows how to count the fucking trillions he's getting. Yeah, right? Um, my my initial thought is, like, let him do it. What if? What if, because they've been pretty good about showing some love to the past as well in a very discreet kind of way. You know, what if he's a Whistler? What if they bring Wesley Snipes back? Wesley Snipes back as like a Whistler, or or maybe not Whistler, but something in that. Or maybe if they have the um the council, maybe he's on the council as a different vampire. Maybe he's Deacon Frost. I wouldn't want him to be the enemy, but I mean, I guess I can't. You know. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if. Whistler is I think Whistler was a character that they wrote for the movie. I don't think so. I'm gonna look, but I, go ahead. I, my blade my blade uh comic intake was uh minimal, but I'm pretty sure Whistler is a David S. Goyer creation. Like I'm pretty sure they were like, we need a Van Helsing type guy, but not be Van Helsing. Um now see I no, I Whistler's not. I I can tell you right now he's not a creation for the movie. I can't get my my computers being really stupid. I'm surprised we still have connection right now. But mm-hmm. what I was gonna say is there's a game that you might actually like. By the way, that you can play. Do you like pinball in general? Are you a pinball fan? I like pinball when there's nothing else to fucking play at the arcade. Okay, because there's a game on the PlayStation. Started on the three. It's it's transitioned to the four, but it's still active on the three. You can still play it. It's called Zen Pinball. Okay. And they have licenses, so there's a whole bunch of Star Wars tables. There's a whole bunch of Marvel tables and all that kind of stuff. And Whistler is in the Blade table. Now, before you say anything, because I know you well enough to know where you might go, these tables, all of them, are based on the comic book solely. Has nothing to do with movie or TV shows. So, and Whistler is in now. He's a much different character than um, Christopherson's version. He's a younger guy. He's about. I would say he, he is what Deacon Frost was in the movie, but not the enemy in terms of age and things like that. 
Do you know what I'm saying? So Whistler's a real character. Okay, well, from what I'm reading, uh, screenwriter David S. Coyer created him for the 1998 film Blade, but he first appeared on screen in Spider-Man the Animated Series, where he's voiced by Malcolm McDowell and later by Oliver Muirhead. So I think he became... I think he is created by David Escore for the movie, but then he was... Because I think the animated series was coming around at the same time, and I, and, I, and maybe Goyer was a writer, and they said, oh, well, yeah, we'll put Do him you- in this for some slight continuity. But his first comic appearance is Blade 2, number one, the official comic adaptation in 2002. So he is a comic book character, so but he maybe, started out as a movie. Maybe they, it's kind of like Harley Quinn in that yeah. she generated yeah. it in the animated series and became so popular and such an integral part of the story that she has now been put into canon as part of everything else. And now there's a misconception, because I've, I've, I saw this great fucking thing on Facebook where this guy was talking shit to uh people who's like man you know why don't you you know you only give a fuck about harley quinn from batman you know uh the animated series why don't you read a comic book and we're all like you are a fucking idiot she came from the animated series why don't you read a comic book yeah piece of shit like <laughs> um which yeah I mean, I, I don't really have anything to say to beyond that. I, I want to touch on one more piece of comic news before we get to your movie, because I think it's about that time to, to, to see the sure. premiere of, of Rico. Um, but there's a little bit of... Um, I call it the Berlantiverse, but I know by most people's accounts, it's known as the Arrowverse from the CW. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... While I give Arrow all the credit in the world for launching the thing because it was the first show, to me it's more Berlanti than Arrow, but whatever. Um, they did make some announcements for the next season, um, and they did a really nice little video tribute to Arrow because Arrow is ending at the end of this upcoming season, and it's a mini-season at best. I think they're doing like six episodes. I don't think they're doing like a full season. Like they have been, um, Supergirl's in a full the injustice um, outfit now. She's not skirt and stockings and boots. She's in the full pants suit type outfit. Now I don't know if that's going to be the thing that's unclear is if that's going to be her permanent look or if that's strictly for the um, crossover they're doing, which is what they're launching the season with, from what I understand. As opposed to being like a mid-season thing, it's gonna be like Arrow and Justice or something. No, it's um Crisis on Infinite Earths is what they're doing. Uh, okay. I, dude, I'm still super fucking behind. I mean, the only thing I caught was that Batwoman crossover thing that they did. The um, yeah, which was really good. Like, and I, I hear people are saying that there were some people that saw the first episode of Batwoman at Comic Con and they weren't impressed. I I'm reserving judgment. I. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect 
by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. I want to see it for myself before I, yeah. you know. Um, but I loved what I'll they did my, with the I'll crossover. my dad. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. Cause I plan on bringing that up. But um, they're doing that. And then Brandon Routh is reprising his role as Superman again. Now, he play, for those who don't follow, he plays Ant- or not Ant-Man. I was going to say Ant-Man. Adam on... Um, Legends of Tomorrow, which actually started on Arrow. He was on Arrow first and then transitioned over to Legends. Um, so, and I don't think it's a permanent thing because they haven't gotten rid of, they're not replacing the Superman that's been in that world so far. There's going to be two Superman for this event. So it's, it's going to be, but I'm, I'm glad they're giving another chance because like I, probably one of the five people on the planet that likes Superman Returns. I mm-hmm. like that movie. Um, and I think he took mm-hmm. a whole lot of shit unnecessarily for his role as Superman. But I didn't hate him as Superman. I thought he was a great Superman. Uh, I just thought the movie was boring. Yeah, the movie, the movie as a whole wasn't great. I don't disagree with you there, but I still enjoyed it. And to your point, he wasn't the problem. As much no. as I hate to say, Kevin Spacey wasn't the problem as Luther. Right. You know, the the problem was, like you said, that there wasn't a lot of action, for lack of a better phrase. You know, the the story was bad. Um, it's speaking of Spacey. Did you hear that? Like his, like he's been acquitted or something. Like that's not acquitted. Now... The charges have been dropped. Yeah. So. Yep. He's basically free. That's, that's a he thing. Wasn't. Yeah, it's a thing. Well, it and and maybe it's better for a, a longer discussion on another day. But apparently, the um, the person who brought the charges tampered with the evidence to start with. So, yeah. So I well, yeah no, I, it doesn't help at all. all right. But anyway, on a happier note, your father of all fucking people, we found out is an Arrow fan. <laughs> it's so weird, Ron. Is a goddamn Arrow fan, dude. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I love it. Now, can you answer this? My dad loved, and we did talk about this and, before, by the way. Just yeah, we did. There's a my dad loves that show Spartacus that was on like Stars or whatever. Did you ever watch it? No, but I know of it. Yeah, they made like numerous like versions because the main guy who played the first Spartacus died. Like he yeah. actually had like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I think. I, I, yeah, I forget what caused him to pass away, but yeah, he passed away between season one and two, I think, is when he died. I, yeah. So they've done, like, spinoffs of other characters, and so... But my dad... Because I know Manu Bennett, who plays Deathstroke in Arrow, is also on Spartacus. Or, like, or he started oh, out on Spartacus, I think. You, <laughs> okay, sorry. The way you phrased that... And the inflection he used, 
I thought you were going to say you knew him, like knew him, like you were friends with him. I was like, why the fuck haven't we talked to this guy yet? But no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Okay. His name is Manu Bennett, as far Which, as I fucking know. By the way, since you're our go-get celebrity guy for the show, okay. now that it's over, fucking go get Stephen Amell. I, I want to talk to Stephen Amell. You know, I got a guy who looks just like him. I thought if we could do that. No, I want to talk to Stephen Amell. Anyway, go okay. ahead. Uh, so my dad's like, oh, yeah, everybody who's on Spartacus, you know, is on Arrow. And I love it. You know, I, everybody. There's like at least 15 people. I'm like, first off, no. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I know Manu Bennett, but like, it's like, oh, yeah, the main guy is on Spartacus and Arrow. And I'm like, Stephen Amell? Stephen Amell was on Spartacus? Really? I didn't know that. And I don't I, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to look it up, but I don't know. I think my dad just like says, oh, yeah, that guy. I know that. My dad thinks that... Uh, remember we were talking about Independence Day, the guy played the, the dude who gets fired in the first Independence Day? What's his name? James... Um, Reborn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad thinks that James Reborn is the Emperor from Amadeus, played by Jeffrey Jones. So my dad's just that guy. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the Emperor and, and Amadeus. I'm like, no, Dad, no, it's not. So like, wait, yes, it is. Your dad thinks that... My dad thinks Stephen Amell is on but one if of I, the Spartacus. If I heard you right, he thinks he is Spartacus? Yeah. Okay, no. That's what I said. I'm like, dude, the guy who played Spartacus died. Well, Sorry. one of them, right. Liam McIntyre picked up the the title after the first guy passed away, as you mentioned. Now, dude, I, yeah, I, I will give your dad a little bit of of leeway here because he looks a lot like Stephen Amell, but it's not Stephen Amell. Dude, I didn't even have to look it up or have you look it up. I just know my dad's wrong. My no, dad I, I, calls I, me by my brother's names, okay? I Yeah, well, I, I figured he was wrong, too, but I wanted to see if at least there was a a um, a resemblance. Because both Andy Whitfield, who is the guy who played him, that's the guy who passed away. Uh-huh. Both both guys, first off, they look a lot like each other, which is important if you're going to continue the, the role. But sure. they both also have a Stephen Amell look. Now, I don't think if you, I don't think if either of them walked in the room, you would think it was Stephen Amell. But for your dad, who's eighty-two and can't get your name right, I can see it. <laughs> you know, so we had a dog Gypsy years ago. He still calls me Gypsy. You've told me that. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. You know who my dad loves though is fucking Felicity. How can you not? Come on. Uh, but- but the fact, look, he knows all the names. That's what's yeah. really, I'm like, he must be just be sitting down <laughs> watching Arrow nonstop. He's like, yeah, who's this Flash guy? And I'm like, the Flash. Yeah, you mentioned that before. We really need to do a comprehensive, like, Arrow breakdown with your dad. I would, I would love that episode. Like, yeah, I just understand that what we, he's like, I was like, Dad, come on and talk about Arrow. He's like, why would I come on and talk about Arrow? I'm like, that's what we do. <laughs> why, why would anybody want to listen to you guys talk about Arrow? I'm like, I don't I don't know, but they do. People do, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people listen. Um, well, of, of 
other shit that we do, at least something that I did. Yep. All right. So, like I said, you did a movie. I was. Sh- I well, I I was. It was not a movie. <laughs> it was a short. It was a short movie. A very yeah. short movie. Eleven minutes uh, and fifty six seconds, to be exact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a short. Yep. And we're gonna. We'll be right back. Okay, so that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. I love how your first reaction was like, "Is that you?" It doesn't look like you. It doesn't look like you. It doesn't sound like you. And I'm not. It none does, of that is meant as a, a, a negative towards you. No. Well, a little bit, but it was seven years ago fair that that was i mean that was me um also to be fair for our listeners that's the first time i've seen a full shot of your entire body like period really yeah i think so i don't think i've ever seen you in full ever period before that well that's also that's seven years ago and seven years of weight loss ago yeah um so yeah that was a thing. Um. Okay, so <laughs> if if we're gonna watch it again and do some mild commentary on it, for those who want to look it up and watch do, it, do I have uh, to? You, well, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I could just describe. Look, it. No, no, it's fine. Um, I'm saying this on the record. I save this on the record. I'm sending this to Matty Granger. Like as soon as we're done, I'm sending this okay. to Matty Granger. Okay. Because I need um, his reaction to this movie. Okay. I don't know if I ever... I, I'm trying to remember if I sent it to him. I don't think I did. Um, if you were well within your people. rights, you shouldn't have sent this to anybody ever. Um, oh, you're such a dick. Um, <laughs> no, dude, look. It's bad. It's not bad because of you, but it's bad. <laughs> Okay, so let me get, for those who need to understand, it's called The Space Egg Cometh, and that's, it's Cometh, C-O-M-E-T-H. Well, that's right? how cometh. you spell that, yeah, yeah, Cometh. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm making sure they can hear it properly, like, yeah. and it it is, like I said, the backstory is that I, originally I auditioned for the homeless guy, the, ho- the hobo, who is sort of throughout the movie, and I went in, audition, one you know, got it because really, like, I could play a homeless guy pretty well. And uh, then they said, okay, well, we need, they called the, the uh, one of the directors called me up and said, we don't have someone to play the lead. And the only person who came is not right for the role. So we're going to up you to the protagonist. Now, I know the ending is confusing as fuck, and I'll try to explain it. As we go along, so here That's we go. That's the only gonna, confusing just, part. Eat, uh, eat my short dick, okay? Uh, Make right. sure the volume's off. So it is. I'm just dreading right. hitting play. Okay. Oh god, this was really hard to watch you Sorry. watch this. <laughs> I tried to maintain a modicum of like straight edge until we got to record it but well I, I i okay has steph seen this steph steph saw this you saw the space a cometh right that little short yeah i showed you this this fucking thing that i did yeah 
yeah, she she saw it and she's still with me, so it's not that bad. So this guy is one of the uh, one of the directors. And you know what? I think I saw him at fucking Jersey Mike's yesterday. There I was looking at this guy. I'm like, fuck. I think that's I think that's Rob. I would reach out to him and be like, were you at Jersey Mike's at you know this time? Because <laughs> I totally saw you. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's me. That's me thinner. Uh, they want and, me to be clean shaven. For and this. before your balls dropped. Apparently. No, my balls dropped. They just weren't as fucking like abused. <laughs> this is. You made, I was still smoking. I was twenty one. I was smoking and drinking, but I just. You mentioned you know. that your your this is connected to one of your exes. Is she the one that plays your girl in the movie? No. Okay. No, I just care. I, I mean, Shelley did a great job, but unfortunately, she and I really didn't get along. Uh, during filming and but she was great for this but we I think I was just too inexperienced and I think I was I was just kind of I had the funnier lines and I actually I think I was better at improvising comedy than her it's and funny though the, that that scene of the egg coming to earth is where they blew the budget because that was <laughs> a clean good looking scene and it just yeah there's a lot of this is actually really good and and all right, so yeah, I threw the thing. We did this the first day of filming. No, yeah, because you could see my hair. That's the unfortunate thing is that when I thought we were done filming, I shaved my head. And then you weren't and, done filming? Yeah, but my hair was already kind of short, so you can kind of like get away with it. Um, also, I have to mention, I see right there, Yeah, I have a shaved head, but I, yeah, so this was, these are all reshoots. Um I had also fucked up my foot really badly. I was working my one of my side jobs was well actually my only job was I was working for a family friend who runs a lumber yard and I dropped like a ninety to hundred pound piece of steel on my foot. Ow. So what you don't see is I'm heavily on fucking Vicodin. Well that's good to um, know. So the the why is it a mullet? Because it's an alien and it happened looks like looks like a mullet. That's that's really what this is. Um, I feel like whole, I feel like uh, we're not doing this justice. I think we need to just put this out for people to see. Like I need to link this to the episode and just let you're people going see to. It. I, I wouldn't expect you not to actually. Um, I I mean for what it is, the, see their project was yeah. they had to write a thing, cast it, film it, edit it, including if they needed to put like CGI shots within like a month. Like they, they really, this was a project that they had to do. I think it's really fascinating that we are not under the covers. Like, I, I always ask, like, why, why can't we be under the covers? Because it was someone's actual bed. You, you did see so the fishing really line that pulled the mullet onto the the bed there. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You see, that this was really hard to do because I was very aware that there was a dude standing over me with a camera, and I was just laughing my ass off. It, I would do a couple of takes for that. And and why um, Bud Light of all things? Like at least get you a better beer. Uh yeah. Uh, that was my actual burp. All the burps are mine. All the farts are fake. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's that's. Uh, this is probably the only time where the mullet is actually looking straight on. Most of the time, it looks like it's falling off my head. Yeah, basically. Like for an alien that's for an alien that's attached to my fucking head, it's not doing a very good job. Uh. She had one of the best 
horror movie screams right here. I also like that your bed is two twins pushed together. Yeah, we had to. Well, this was one of the directors. There was four students, and they were all directing. There was a lot of conflicting ways of working this out together. Sure. There was a lot of. And because they, you know, they're all broken students like they kind of had like oh well i want a big bed i'm gonna take these two ones and smush it together now as you watch this watch how this cigarette this is the same cigarette it just slowly gets worse and worse and worse throughout this short it's perfectly straight unlit and then uh all the drunken shenanigans i actually did is the shoe to cover up the label so that you don't do a product shot no no because we had Bud Light. No, it was just uh, it was just me. A lot of this was just me improvising on the spot. It'd just be like, I'm going to drink a beer from my shoe without pouring it in. So, you know, cigarettes get a little... Because I couldn't smoke in the apartment. Sure. All these cans and bottles are everywhere. Uh, did you actually drink all these or did they just dump them down? So, the- okay. No, no. These were, these were all empty before I got to the beer. <laughs> Uh, I love, I do like how they, they do like the time and the date. I thought that was funny. Yeah. All right. Now take a look at my eyes right here. Just keep watching. <laughs> Just, they snap open and then roll. Yeah, this, this is, this is really, I, I feel, all right. Now this whole fucking sequence was literally me fucking around for like 25, 30 minutes. And they just ran the camera. And then once I was like, all right, I'm out. I got nothing. To, I got nothing left. They were like, all right. Well, we we got the whole movie, basically. So is your idea to argue with the bear? Yes. This, all this was me. This was all me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I love how I went up and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> just like, <laughs> uh, that's empty. That's empty. Yeah. What am I going to do for lunch? Yeah. Because it'll be fun, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know I'm still smoking the same cigarette brand after all this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That See, that's why I sound lighter. That's why I sound younger in this. This was one of my all-time favorite lines, which was, this is exactly what it looks like. Yep. Did, now, was that you or was that the script? That was me. Nice. They wanted me to do... I was freaking everybody out with my ability to do an impression of Elmo. If they're going to put a woman in a dress, so they got to pick somebody without cankles. That's all I'm saying. Oh, this, she, you know, be I mean, as much as I didn't, we didn't really get along. Like I respected that she was there and you know, she did. We all did this for free. Yeah, of course. This This was a free thing. And she was like, still, still is as far as I know, trying to, She's acting a lot of shit in Hollywood, but um, nice. But I don't know. She's so just for the clarity again. That that's not your ex. Your ex is somewhere else involved in this project, right? Yeah. No, that was the thing is that I, even though I looked older than than what I mean, I'm 21 right there. I don't look 21, but she she was. Yeah, but she looks older than you by a good margin. She is, but we looked like we could at least feasibly be a couple. That was my attempt at a sad face. Every time I watch this, I'm like, oh, sad face. Yeah. Sad face. And, and what you guys hear is that you hear this kind of sound effect. That is the mullet taking over, that is taking control uh, of me. So where gotcha. I'm like, I have to clean up 
And then I go, no, because the thing prevents me from doing it. I think I missed that the first time. So me passed out on the floor here. That's me actually passed out on the floor. We had done this segment like 15, 20 takes, and it took most of the afternoon. And because of my injury, I'm so doped up on Vicodin, I literally fucking passed out on the floor. Interesting. You see me actually struggling because I'm high as shit trying to get up. That's really the truth of it. That's good acting. Yeah, now, did she die there? Does that imply that she's dead? I don't know. That splat sound that you hear kind of yeah. goes with that argument. But, like, you can see I'm, like, kind of okay with it. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, Shelly? Oh, well, that's all right. Well, because eh, the mullet's sorry. still controlling things. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, I, this is where I do like the, the Metallica this. here is what salvaged this. Okay. So, this... The for those who have mullets, I apologize in advance. But the point of view was, I am a straight laced character who goes and does his job, and I'm very you know white collar kind of dude. The mullet, unfortunately, makes me more of a drunken idiot. Makes me more of into um, acting a fool, being an uneducated. So the concept of me blending this crap. And pouring it on my head was it was the opposite of whatever the fuck the mullet is. So it was lettuce, which is healthy. It was post-it notes, which because people who have mullets are illiterate is what the um, I guess the impression was supposed to be. Uh, it was like flaxseed and it was soap. Like, because now I'm going to clean myself. So it was the opposite of redneck hillbilly bullshit, dumping it and then it weakened it and... And that's my voice they dubbed over and deepened where I'm talking and arguing with myself. And then I rip it off. Uh, I stupidly, because I was high, forgot that my toe was fucked up. So when I actually kicked the thing, I actually remind myself that I'm actually in pain. <laughs> and that's why it kind of cuts to me kind of happy and floating away because that was like later where I was like, ow! <laughs> and... That's a, that's a thing I did. I'm still proud of it. I'm still embarrassed. No, you should be. All kidding aside, I mean, it's hey, you've done more than I have, so that's, you know, that's a thing. Um, it, it is. I, I'm glad. I'm proud that I, I did it. I would have loved to have done, done the sequel. Did, Maybe did that's what could do. Did they shoot it? Mm-mm. No? Okay. It was, just, it was just a joke. It was just a gag. Um, I mean, I actually bugged them for a long time. Like, when the fuck? See, Robert Martinez, yeah, he, I... I think he got more or less the credit. He's the one who posted this on Vimeo. I gotta reach out to him and and see if that was him at fucking Jersey Mike's. Um, and I'll and I'll actually link him to uh, the show. See if yeah. he listens to Pop Scoop. Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean it was it was a learning experience, and I I'm glad I did it and. I'm I'm all for doing it again, but whenever people are like, "Oh, you acted," I'm like, "Yes." Oh, do you have anything you could send us? And I'm like, "I mean, kind yeah. of, yeah." But it's not going to help me get the job. No, uh, no, it's not. The way it will help me get the job is saying all most of my dialogue was improvised. Like there was a script, and then I asked the directors. I said, "Can I? Can I have fun? Can I just play around?" They're like. I mean, yeah, as long as we get these lines, we will give you time to jump and play. 
And that's really the freedom that I had. I had far more freedom than an actor should have on, on this fucking thing, if I'm being honest. Well, that's, I mean, for a first role, that's pretty impressive. I mean, look, I'll, I, I know I'm giving you some shit. And, and look, as a whole, Rico, it's it's not good. But that's not because of you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not because of you. Um, and I say that with as much sincerity as I can, like for real. Oh, I, so, I appreciate that with as much sincerity as you can. It's not good. I appreciate that. Well, but I wouldn't <laughs> expect anything I did to be that good either. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, wow. When is this? Son of a bitch. Um, anyway, sorry. I just saw they're doing a, a screening of the reboot in Philly, November 7th. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm not going. Uh, I don't um, have the resources, but we good. have one last quick thing to talk about before you go, because we touched on it earlier, but we, we owe, um, based on some things we've talked about to give it more detail for just a minute. So I want to say again, Lilu Multiprops is having a signing of Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, and Jeff Anderson from Clerks. You go to lilumultiprops.com. The link is in the description, and you'll be able to go and and see that. Um, it's it, it will allow you to send your inform your merchandise, your your items into them to have signed, or you can buy something on the website, and they will have one of them based on which one you select to sign it. I guess, think you can do multiples. I haven't confirmed that yet. Um, but lilumultiprops.com, you go there. The deadline to, sign, to send things in, if you're sending something in, is September 18th. So make sure you get your order and your items sent by that date to them, I believe, by that date. So, um, But yeah, if you want Kevin, Jeff, or Jason to sign something, that's how you do it. So... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Rico, thank you for acting. Um, <laughs> thank you for playing it. Yeah, no problem, my friend. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys. CJ here with a few thank yous, and I'll let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. Listen to Podeskew on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. We want to thank our logo designer and show friend, Mike, for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at mpxl.s, the number two, art, at gmail.com. Again, that's mpxl.s, two, art, at gmail.com. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Damn it! Pop! Pop!
Hi, I'm Dr. Andreas Michaelitis, Chief Psychologist at Noom. But what's Noom and why does Noom need a Chief Psychologist? Noom is a weight loss program that works with results that last because we know that changing the way you eat starts with your mind. With Noom's proven psychology-backed tools, one-on-one coaching, and flexible plans that emphasize progress over perfection, you'll have the tools you need to change your relationship with food. So sign up at Noom.com now and lose the weight for good. That's N-O-O-M.com.